played sports my entire life, uh, played soccer at Duke, had a bunch of surgeries on my knee, on my ankle. Unfortunately, my career had to end. Went to work on Wall Street uh, in New York City, and for the past, say, seven years prior to me getting introduced to pickleball back in March of 2021, I was just working and didn't have a sport that I was really passionate about. I hiked, I surfed, but nothing that, you know, when I played it, I just couldn't stop. Found pickleball in March of 2021, and I said, this is going to be something. I got addicted, I fell in love. Welcome back to the Future of Pickleball. This is the show where we talk to the movers and shakers, the folks that are making this sport rocket. I've got a lot of fun questions for our guest today, Miss Caitlin Kerr. Welcome to the Future of Pickleball. Thank you so much for having me. Couldn't be more excited. Well, you'll get more excited. We're gonna move this thing along pretty good. So I've got a jillion cool questions for you. I've seen you, you're very deeply involved in pickleball. I know you're very involved in the social media scene. Why don't you give our viewers a little bit of an idea of how you got into it, what your background's been that brought you here? Awesome, yeah. So played sports my entire life, uh, played soccer at Duke, had a bunch of surgeries on my knee, on my ankle. Unfortunately, my career had to end. Went to work on Wall Street uh, in New York City. And for the past, say, seven years prior to me getting introduced to pickleball back in March of 2021, I was just working and didn't have a sport that I was really passionate about. I hiked, I surfed, but nothing that, you know, when I played it, I just couldn't stop. I found pickleball in March of 2021, and I said, this is going to be something. I got addicted, I fell in love, I wanted to play more, I loved the community aspect of it. So one full year later, in March of 2022, I decided to create Pickleball Chick. I had the idea previously, like, I don't know, let's say eight months prior to it, but I didn't have the juice or the gusto to actually, you know, do it because now, I, I want to interrupt you for just a second. You need to tell people this is pickleball chick. Where do they find you? At pickleball.chick on Instagram and at pickleball.chick on TikTok. Very nice. That's what that we want that message out there. Yes, thank you. Um, so I finally got the courage to create pickleball chick, and I didn't want to do it because I have a serious job, I guess, and I didn't want people to think of me in a certain way, but I never care what people think, you about, think about me in person, but for online, it was just a weird territory. And I just started posting more often, and I met Steve Kuhn in, I guess it was around May of 2022 at the New York City Open, whenever that was, and I thanked him for everything he was doing for the sport, because I was researching and reading so much about pickleball, I just went into a rabbit hole. And um, after I met him, just kept getting involved playing more pickleball. And um, then I put our team together in Major League Pickleball, so. And talk about your team a little bit, if you would, specifically, because. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure who all the moving parts are, and so I think that'd be a good starting point. Yeah, I would love to. So we are the Las Vegas Night Owls. Um, I'm a part owner, along with my best friend, Callie Simpkins, Tom Brady, Kim Kleisters, who's a really good friend. Um, Tom Wagner, Matt Alvarez, uh, it, they're a part of Nighthead Capital, which is a hedge fund. So we have an amazing group of owners. Um, I'm also the GM for the team, which is really exciting. And so we put this team together. Um, we really want to professionalize 
the sport and specifically our team and Major League Pickleball. Um, so we've done a lot of stuff in terms of team bonding exercises. Um, you know, we flew out our players, make sure they all interacted before this event um, and got to know each other a little better. And uh, we made our own uniforms, which I'm rocking right now. The hey. best uniforms in pickleball. Um, love the logo, love the branding that we did. Um, so it's been a lot of work, but very rewarding. Um, Major League Pickleball, I was introduced to it through Steve Kuhn, like I said. But in Columbus, Ohio, I was also the MC and host. And I love that. I love having the microphone. I love interacting with the fans. I love bringing you my do passion. do it really well. Thank you. Yeah. It's... Um, so it was tough, you know, I only did it one time during this tournament because I had to be on the sidelines with my team um, as the GM, but I love hosting. So I wanna definitely do more of that in the future. Very cool. Now, now where you guys have landed this kind of unique city in America for your hometown, <laughs> for the team, that's gotta be epic. Yes, we wanted Vegas. We said, this is an amazing market. This has amazing potential. The professional sports in Vegas are phenomenal. Oh, they're going, they're amazing. Um, it's just, for many reasons, a great opportunity for us um, strategically. So we couldn't be more excited to have Vegas. And, and there's also this rumor that's floating around the sport of pickleball that maybe gambling might be coming part of it. That wouldn't be a bad place to be if that happened. Totally, I mean, that's, that's a huge driver. Um, we believe in it. We believe that there's a lot more things to get accomplished in terms of the sport before that's going to happen. You know, um, for example, anti-doping, uh, getting paddles more strict. You know, there's a lot of people that might not have legal paddles. Um, making sure that the prize money is high enough so people don't throw games. There's a lot of things to work out before, um, before that happens, but a lot of people are pushing for it, and I think it would have got, get a lot more eyes on the sport when it does happen. Yeah, no, I don't think there's any question about that. You know, something that we talk about on this show, and we, we really try and set the stage in getting people like you on here, is to sort of get the vision of where this is going. We all know, um, you know, some of us have been around the game considerably longer and have seen this meteoric growth. You know, we talk in terms of pickleball as dog years, you know, and, and so given the fact that you've been in about two years now, what would you kind of anticipate? And being an owner in a pro team, what do you kind of see in the two-year, four-year vision? Any thoughts? I mean, I think it's going to continue to grow. Uh, a lot of people say, is this a fad? Is it like crypto? Is it, you know, like NFTs, essentially? And I think the, the numbers show that that's not the case. And when you see how passionate people are about pickleball, you know that they're invested long-term. You understand that players, when they play, they feel this, this grip to the sport that is, it's intangible. So in terms of where Major League Pickleball, I mean, I see Major League Pickleball continuing to just absolutely thrive. We have an amazing group of owners across the board. Um, I think you're gonna see certain things professionalized more. For example, line calls. We still have players calling lines. I don't love that. Um, I think you're going to see, uh, you know, some of the rules just get a little bit tightened up um, in terms of Major League Pickleball. Again, a lot of teams are doing different things. You know, what are the owners paying for when they go out to these tournaments? Some are paying for Airbnb and not flights and not, and not food. Some are paying for cars and flights but not Airbnb. So I think, you know, professionalizing what that looks like um, is, is going to be something in the future. And then just across the board, I think there should be rules that 
that are a part of all of the tours or leagues. You know, one tour shouldn't have one set of rules and the other one shouldn't have the other. Um, and paddle testing for me is huge. Um, you know, USA Pickleball is a phenomenal uh, nonprofit and national governing body of the sport. But, you know, in terms of paddles, I, I think each event has to have paddle tests that players must go through prior to the games. Um, each player must get tested for anti-doping um, and things of that nature. But more players coming into the sport from high-level tennis backgrounds. Um, as the money gets bigger, stakes are higher. Um, players have to want to win more. That's one thing that, that I've seen. You know, some of the players that are involved have complaints about how it's, you know, growing up sort of. And uh, I think it needs to become a lot more professional. Very cool. You know, when we, those of us that have been around the game really for, I've been with it for a long time, I'll give you an interesting statistic that a lot of people don't know. In 2012, USA, at that time it was USAPA, the original governing yes. body, proudly announced that pickleball had 150,000 players in 2012. Wow. And here we're somewhere in the six to eight million today. And we've all seen, there's been a statistic, I'm sure that you've seen on 36 million uh, younger adults in one calendar year have touched pickleball in one way or another. That's pretty remarkable. It's unbelievable. Um, Steve Kuhn, who in my eyes is like the god of pickleball or the daddy of pickleball, whatever you want to call him, the visionary. Yes. Um, you know, he stated when I first met him, there's going to be 40 people by 2030, 40 million pickleball players by 2030, and I think we, we probably will hit that this year. Um, it is, it's truly the best sport in the world. Um, I love the community aspect, and I think that it will trickle down to younger generations. And what I'm doing with Pickleball Chick is I want to make pickleball cool. I, you know, my friends, when I told them I played pickleball in the beginning, they all thought I was super weird. My parents thought I was weird. They'd drive by the courts. They'd see me playing with an 80-year-old woman. They're like, what are you doing out there? They're like, you know, this isn't a real sport. You could whoop on them. I'm like, you have no idea the skill. Yeah. It's easy to learn, difficult to master, but it's the most fun. And um, I think you're going to see a lot in younger generations. I think you're going to start to see, you know, what I like to bring is a little bit of swag or, or style to the court. Absolutely. Um, that hasn't been developed really yet at all. That's an untouched market. Um, I love what Selkirk's doing with the Ava Lee gear. I think the women's just active wear is lacking in the sport, and Ava Lee's doing a great job. Their materials have been fantastic. So I think there's going to be a lot more investment into the sport going forward. Yeah, I've noticed from time to time some of the ladies that I see, they I don't know whether they went to plan on going in the garden or whether they were going to the pickleball court. <laughs> and so... I, I'm with you. I, I kind of hope I, I'd like to see the men pay a little bit of attention yes. occasionally to what old cutoffs they picked out of the out of the drawer. So that would be. A, let's make that a mission for you and I. I love it. I love it. It's awesome. No, yeah. for sure. So it is um, now. You're in that middle group. I never I never know what 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 to say about those groups. But the fact that you're really in the now, the, the real bursting group age-wise in the sport, yeah. you've got to see people around you. When you talk about younger people, are you talking about down through kids? Or are you talking about the 19s and 20s? Or? I'm talking about the 19s, 20s, you know, early 20s kind of, kind of range. Um, you know, the Gen Z, whatever you want to call them. Sure. Um, you know, my age group, the millennial age group, I think is is in. And I think that 
the younger groups, like in Austin, for example, there's a ton of young pickleball players that are playing. I'm in New Jersey, and it's it's not as much the case. Um, so it's a colder state, obviously. You can't play year-round outside. You have to rent courts out, which has been difficult in, in uh, PA area, New Jersey area. Um, there's not really, there's one dedicated pickleball facility. Um, so my friends and I have have gone down the rabbit hole of potentially looking at facilities, but it's a lot of work. You have to be there, and I don't really want to be stationed to a specific location. So. I'll tell you, I did an interview recently with uh, with George. I don't recall George's last name, but from the Pickler in Salt Lake. Oh, yeah. They have got a model. He said he's getting, uh, he's doing six online interviews per week with with franchise investors. And they've got a model that they've got seven. I, I didn't mean to get on a commercial for him. I'm going to connect you because he's doing wow. some things that they're talking 40 locations in two years. And they've got a model that makes absolute sense. I actually heard about them because uh, a guy on our team, Kyle Yates, is potentially looking to do something with them, I believe. And um, there's so many different, you know, one thing to think about is do you want it to be like an entertainment? concept right. or like a top golf of pickleball or do you want it to be like a dedicated training facility um one thing that i think could be awesome for really competitive pickleball players is a place to go a place to train a place to watch video a place to have great coaches right um the other thing that i want to mention you know where do i see pickleball pro players don't have coaches it's shocking to me right um a lot of pro players just started to get trainers for the first time. Um, these are things that are going to change now that they have some more money to invest, getting paid the most they've ever gotten paid this year. I think that's going to continue to rise. Um, I think the disparity between pay will also rise You know, as, as time goes on. Some of the best players have unbelievable contracts, and then what's the 10th best player might not even have an agent or a contract. You know, right. They might have one or two. So I think that'll start to... You know, more people will invest, more people will get agents, the process will be run smoother, and it, it will take off more. You know, one of the things, and I want to ask you a question, because you're so deeply involved with this, it is, it, I, I love the pro game the way it is today, from the standpoint that I can rub shoulders, I can bump into the finest players yes. in the world, I can say, hey, Ben, hey, Caitlin, yes. great day today, you're, and... Do you think we're going to lose that in the in the future of the pro game? I had this thought today. Um, I was speaking to actually just a random fan of mine um, while my team was warming up, and you know, Deco walked by, and the fan kind of got like starstruck a little bit. Yeah. And um, it's something that's very interesting because I've been to a lot of pro surfing contests, and it has that same vibe, and that has never changed. And you know, surfing's amazing, it's in the Olympics, and that's where I see the trajectory of pickleball going. And, you know, I hope it doesn't, but there's something to be said about giving players some space. And I think fans do respect them overall, but I think that is the best part about pickleball, the community aspect. Um, but as venues get bigger in these pro tournaments, they will have more dedicated space, in my opinion. Like, sure. this, this, uh, players' Lounge, Owners' Lounge was way bigger than Columbus. This right. facility was great for it. Um, so I think just treating the players better overall from all the tours will help some of that. They'll have bigger spaces, dedicated spaces. But I do still think that the best part about pickleball is the community. This, this facility has 
how many courts that, you know, owners are playing with pros and, and their friends on these other courts while matches are going on. Like, that's one thing I love about yeah. pickleball. Well, and of course, this facility we're at at Legacy in, in Mesa, Arizona, a 40-court facility with a center court, we just don't have that many of those nationwide yeah. in that. And uh, uh, something that I would strongly encourage you to do, if you want to realize the full pickleball experience, you come hang out when a tournament isn't on in, in Phoenix, Arizona, and you will see the epicenter. Um, there are a lot of us, particularly snowbirds, that moved here for the pickleball that we have, and it's everywhere, wow. and it's deep, and it's every age group. Um, and Florida and, and Arizona kind of have the absolute lead, but I, I, I keep hoping that this show particularly, we maybe have people in New Jersey or in Vermont or in, in uh, Wisconsin going, God, what do we got to do to get caught up? And hopefully some of these ideas that come out of my guests are, uh, are valid. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I hope that more facilities are built. I think they will be. There's, you know, it's very underdeveloped throughout the country. And I think that as more, more monies, more sponsors, more activity happens in the sport, there will be more play options available year round for all different areas. But it's, it's kind of still in that discovery phase. Like I said, I still think it's in discovery phase for a lot of young, young people. Um, one shout out to a DC pickleball team. They actually got the first jersey sponsor for their team, and it's Barstool Sports' uh, oh, really? coffee brand. I didn't realize that. Barstool Sports coffee brand. So that's that's an amazing opportunity to yeah. get younger people, on part in my take, to listen about pickleball. Right. Then that hits that generation. They start wanting to know more about the sport, the team, the other teams involved, and these celebrity owners, you know, when they post on social media, that also triggers something. Right. Um, Kim Kleisters, like I said, she's an amazing athlete, obviously, but she's such a good person, and she's been so active in our team and helping to bring her knowledge from the tennis world into pickleball. So she's been great in that aspect and posting on social media and helping, helping it get out to more people. Yeah, the event that we've got coming up at the Super Bowl as part of the Super Bowl experience will be very cool where, where we're going to have a chance to, right here, interview many of those players. How did you get into it? What caused your interest? How did you get excited about it? And the people we've been talking to at the NFL are telling us they're on fire, some of these guys, with wanting, they want to get competition between the pro leagues, <laughs> and the retired pro leagues. Could you imagine the fun of that? It is the best sport for people in every respect in terms of ex-athletes and ex-pro athletes or even current pro athletes. You know, one of my good friends, uh, family friends, he's a, a pro baseball player in the Colorado Rockies, Nolan Jones. He just came here to watch our team with his girlfriend, Morgan. And he's like, me and the Colorado Rockies, we love to play because it's a competitive outlet from their sport, or if they're retired, or if they were injured, like myself, it gives us a way to get our competitive juices sure. out still with family and friends, or husbands and wives, or kids, or grandparents. It's like this communal, it's unbelievable. Best thing <laughs> in the world, best sport. All right, so as I wind this down, one of the things that I always try and, and, and get the feedback from my guests is, in Caitlin's perfect world, what do you see three years down the road? For Caitlin or pickleball? Well, for Caitlin's world in pickleball. 
Um, well, I'm really excited to be partnered with Selkirk. It's a dream partnership for me. I think that Selkirk is the most trusted brand in pickleball. Um, since I started and found the sport, I always, I've never heard a bad word about the company. Um, the products are good. Um, the people are the best, which is one of the biggest reasons um, why I signed. And so um, I'm also partnered with Knockaround um, Sunglasses, who I couldn't speak more highly of that company and the people involved there. Um, love the product um, and they have really cool sponsorships coming up with the MLB and U.S. Soccer, which U.S. Soccer holds a deep place in oh, my I'll heart. Bet. I'll bet. But um, for me, I want to continue to grow the sport, make pickleball cool, make it more accessible to every age group. Um, I'm excited to do a show with Selkirk called My Pickleball Court to sort of go around the country and see uh, individuals in their backyard, why they, why did they actually build a pickleball court? What have they been doing? Get their stories, hear their perspectives. Um, so I'm really excited for that. Um, I actually want to start a podcast, but just get really deep in the sport, continue to be the best GM I could possibly be for my team. Um, put the team first. That's been a real big priority for me this year. I want to do everything I can to let them succeed and have fun um, and and really just grow the game in any way I can and be an ambassador for the sport. Very cool. Well, I told you we were going to have fun today, didn't I? <laughs> this is what we come here to the Future of Pickleball for. Caitlin, thank you very much. I've enjoyed it greatly. Thank you so much, Paul. Appreciate it.